Family from the Heart podcast episode number 418. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. We are back, my friends. Hello, Stephanie. Hello. How are you today? I... I'm doing all right. <laughs> you look a little tired. I am a little tired. It's a lot of work when you got Megan home from college. She's a lot of work. And there's just plenty of projects that you guys are yeah, there's lots trying that to get caught up on. There's lots that we're working on. I'm just teasing. Um, I enjoy having her here, but I'm tired. Yes. We've been busy all day. You have been busy all day. So uh, what do you want to talk about today? I have no outline. But there has been a lot that has gone on since the last time we came behind the microphones. Well, for me, anyway. <laughs> I haven't done anything. That's not true. Okay. You could be talking about all of the projects you've been doing with uh, Megan, and you could talk about the new toy that you're getting here soon. Uh, the mm-hmm. I mean, there's also uh, the the okay. place where we've decided to go in three, two and a half weeks from now. I mean, oh. there's... Yeah. But those aren't things that like have happened since the last time we recorded. Well, plans those are all for them are, have happened. Plans for them have oh plans plans plans. Um, somebody moved my to do list off of the kitchen table, but we have to we have to reserve a room for a hotel in Bowling Green because you wanted me to wait for you. Yep. And so now that's not done yet. Okay. We'll put that on our thing for tomorrow. How's that sound? Well, it's on my thing for today. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) looks like we'll get to that tomorrow. (laughs) That's not right. Because if it was on your to-do list, you would like make us make, get it done. I don't think so. Yes. Also, we need to complete the FAFSA. (laughs) Which we still am not done. All right, so FAFSA and Bowling Green room. Times two, because we'll have to do one for Megan and one for Matthew. Okay. If he does intend. So here, here's a big change, is that Matthew came to us the other day, or came to me, and he's waiting to speak with both of us, and is ready to attend college. Does he have any idea what he wants to go for? He wants to be a teacher. Okay. And not because, and here's the thing, he's been out of high school for two years. And so it's not that he's coming out of high school thinking the only thing I can do is be a teacher. He's two years out of high school and he's like, I really like teaching and I think I would enjoy being a teacher and being around teenagers and like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Making an impact on On kids where he was just a few years ago. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll figure out a way to make it work. Just we like we do everything else. Yep. Financially. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 it'll be a challenge, but it'll be something that will, uh, something oh. will come out of it. The uh, What is it? The necessity is the mother of invention. invention. Yes. And um, there have been many, many times that, necessity has invented things here (laughs) um what was i gonna say oh his keys money is he's still eligible to use that until five years after graduation so he graduated in 2019 he can use it the only um, there would be three, the last three semesters. So like, I don't like that. Like you can hear me fine. I'm just I, getting I don't a little like bit that. of air noise, wind noise in the. That's because I'm breathing. Sorry. I'm winded. That's fine. Um, his last three semesters and that wouldn't be until 
24, 25. Gotcha. So the first three years, you're saying he'll, he would still be able eligible for keys money? Is that what I yes. heard? Yes. Yes. Cool. And he had. And I even know how much. Grades. I even know how much keys money he would get off each semester. Oh, how much is it? Eight hundred sixty dollars. Very nice. It's more than Megan's. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So and he's uh, going to retake the ACT. Excellent. Well, um, it, it is something that when you brought it up the other day, I kind of suspected, well, first of all, I've suspected that this was likely to maybe come up again uh, at some point in the future. And then it came up yesterday and I'm like, you know, if is there, there could have been a better season for this to come up than, than the, you know, three to five month season that we're in financially right now. Uh, but, you know, of course that has nothing to do with, you know, whether or not this is the right thing to do for us as, as a parent. If we're going to make this available to our other two children, it makes sense to make this available. If, if, if he's got an idea of what he wants to do and, and stuff like that. And um, when you brought it up yesterday, it's like, I, it's like, listen, I just don't even want to think about this right now. I don't want to talk about this right now. It's just like, ah, it's, it's not, I mean, I, I'm currently working and progressing towards you know some things right now financially that this you know that i'm i'm making progress on but this this is on top of this all this wasn't of that. in the plan this wasn't in the plan and i and and i could tell and this is what i love about where i've been over the late over the last couple of years and and delving into how the mind works um have i talked to you i don't think i've ever told you about the metaphor of trains of thought I think we've talked about that. So the idea of seeing the the thoughts that come into your yeah. mind are not your own. They're actually yes. like trains that come yes. in. It's like, listen, don't jump on that train. It's going to a destination you don't want to go to. Yes. And if you just wait, those thoughts are just things. And you just let that train go on past and wait for a better train to come along. A better train of thoughts will take you to a much more powerful destination. And And so I could tell you brought that up. And it instantly triggered. It's like, oh, just another thing financially, blah, blah, blah. It's like, just, just pile it on time. It's like, just, okay, what do I'm going to have to do to this? Yet another obligation financially, blah, blah. And, and it's like, whoa, those are not my thoughts. Uh, if, if, I were, if I were sitting in my chair as a coach and I was hearing the, somebody verbally state the thoughts that I s- started to, to hear, I'm like, no, that, none of that's true. You know, the, matter of fact, it's like, what what is the opportunity here? And so I, I just recognize it and I'm like, listen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to re- relax, rest. I'm not going to allow myself to see this as any worse than it is. It's not even bad. It's great. Uh, there, I mean, and, and so I just need, I just need some time to process it. And then I came down here and I journaled about it. And when I journaled about it, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm tempted to think. And I wrote down some of the initial thoughts. And I said, but here's what I know is true. And some of the things that I wrote down was like, listen, every single time there's ever been a situation that's come up financially where there's a huge expense that was unexpected, every single time everything has worked out exactly according to uh, the way it needs to. And oftentimes it's those things that have led to even bigger opportunities uh, that that I wouldn't have pursued otherwise, and of course, this new thing that I pursued to make to meet this financial obligation has now met that financial obligation. But I don't have to stop doing that new thing. I could continue to do that new thing, right? And then, and this this is where it gets really crazy. So, whatever the cost is, let's just say it's you know ten fifteen thousand dollars a year or whatever it's going to be. That, that that's thirty thousand dollars for two years. That's sixty thousand dollars for four years. Right? There are things in my business that I have not done that I could do, where I could easily generate an extra sixty thousand dollars in within a three to six month period of time. If not, I mean, if I wanted to, Stephanie, I could do. Hey. For the first time in how many years, I'm going to do a one-off 
podcasting A to Z session. It's twenty five hundred dollars. You get it for four weeks. Blah blah blah. I dude, I could I could literally pay for that college in one month. So can I go out of town that month? Can you go out of town that month? So I mean, th- this is these are the crazy things. I mean, it's, it's like why why am I still triggered to think these old thoughts? And and that's the that's the interesting thing. It's like, listen, I do not take ownership of those thoughts. Those thoughts are not my own. What happened was this was a stimuli. There was there was a there was a triggered stimuli that says, oh my gosh, unexpected expense with you know. Uh, with multiple zeros on it, you know? So this is a big expense that was not anticipated. And there's, it, it triggered old programming that, that there was old programming that says, oh, this means bad things. This means you need to be anxious. You need to be worried. And and then I'm like, well, and then I evaluate and I've worked out all of this stuff a long time ago. It's like, why do I get frustrated? Why do I get angry? Why do I get so worked up, so stressed, so anxious? And what I discovered a long time ago is that old programming, somewhere along the way, I used to believe that if I get frustrated and angry and stressed out and anxious enough, I will experience so much pain that it will finally motivate me to action. And, and so that's what I need. If, if, if I'm really going to live up to this challenge, I better get as frustrated and anxious and worried as possible, see it as something that could potentially destroy me, and then I'm going to be like, and I'll show you I can rise to this challenge. And, that's, and I'm like, I don't have to go there. I don't have to do that. I don't have to, I can bypass the anger, frustration, and and, all, and by the way, it's all on me. Hello, I am a parent in a society slash culture that seems to indicate that the quote unquote thing that should be done is to pay for your kids to go to college. And this is something that I have been a part of this culture ever since I decided to have children. And it's something that I went along with for a very long time period of time, unfortunately, without having conversations with my wife, I changed my mindset about that cultural expectation. Uh, I did not prepare for kids to go to college and to pay for it all, you know, 100% of it and all this other stuff. Um, but you have not changed that thought and it was still a dr- desire and dream of yours. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm on board. Let's do this thing. And, you know, it is what it is. But all, with the with the full understanding that the fact that I don't have the money on hand right now, the whole weight of that responsibility lays on me. That's that's all there is to it. And the good news is that I am not in a position in in business or in my career or where where I am limited by how much money I can generate in any given season of life. Right. So while when you brought it up again, was it yesterday I was laying on the couch? I think so. I gave you, I and just I'm wanted like, to give you a heads up. I know. And I, pr- I appreciate that. Uh, I did not, I did not appreciate it. I'd rather you have a bad reaction to me than Matthew. Well, and, and that's the thing. And I'd rather not have a bad reaction. And I recognize, I don't know that what I had was a bad reaction. What I recognized is that I was very tempted to have a bad reaction. No, and I understand. I don't think what you had a, was a bad reaction either. But Matthew is already, in his mind, I'm coming to dad. I want to talk about going to college. I want to see if they'll help me the way that they, you know, pay for me the way they did for Megan. Um, and dad doesn't believe in college and dad doesn't want to pay. And dad thinks I should start my own business. And dad thinks, so he well, already has this narrative in his head. Two so of if those three things would, are true. On, if your eyes would have popped out at him, it would have had a different reaction than when they popped out at me. And I'm like, get over it. Yeah. So first of all, I don't believe in college. Except for the rare occasion that there is something you absolutely know that you desperately want to do. It is like your dream. And then, okay, the, the, to be able to do that thing requires this degree. And then I'm like, okay, I, I get that. Um, as far as uh, dad doesn't want to pay for it, I, I don't like the idea of a parent fully funding college. I, I just do not like that idea. It is a cultural norm and expectation that my mom and dad grew, uh, you know, 
brought me up in and a lot of other people influencing my life brought me up in. And when Megan was born uh, and when our kids were small, I still had that mindset. I hadn't yet started a quote unquote college fund or whatever, but I it was on my agenda. These are things that I need to do. But somewhere along the way, I'm like, listen, it was, I think right after I became self-employed, it's like, wow, most of the people I know that are hiring me to teach them how to podcast, they're hiring me to teach them how to podcast, to get out of a soul-sucking career that they've been doing for the last 15 to 20 years because they went to college because that's what they were told they should do. They got this degree and they're in a soul-sucking job. I understand, but our children weren't raised the way those people were raised. I understand that too. Do you? I do. Okay. But all I'm saying is, it, but I also under so it's not so much that that's why I don't believe in that's why I don't believe in college for the most part. You don't have to. Uh, I don't think there's very much information or insight that you can get at college that's not readily available in your pocket on your smartphone these days. Uh, I, and I think you could hire some individuals to help you achieve just about anything. There are very few jobs, in my opinion, that require a college degree. Very, very few. I, now, I'd want my I'd want my doctor who's going to perform operation internally on my body to have some sort of education that that can uh, do you know that thing. I there there are a handful of other things. Uh, I, I have my own opinions about you know school teaching and all this other stuff, but know. you know if, if I'm going to let my kid choose his own way, so I will support my son. And and by the way, I've never wanted my son to go start his own business unless that's what he wanted to do. No, I know that. I'm just giving you like that's I, you were telling me the yeah. dialogue in his own head, yeah. but I I want him to know. It's like I will support you. I will help. I will try. I'll do anything I can to help you in the launch of your own business if that's what you want to do. Um, and and I have no pro- if if he know if he wants to be a school teacher regardless of how I feel about the educational system in the United States if that's what you want to do then go do it. And I the only thing is is that I still feel personally that fully funding college for 4 years is robbing our children of the opportunity for massive personal development and growth and responsibility by paying for at least some of it, preferably at least half of it, if not all of it, on their own. I understand. And you and I don't agree with that, and that's fine. We and don't. I'm cool with that. And I've and and I have accepted that I would prefer to make your dream of of what you want to offer to our children in the area of college my dream. So while it's not my personal dream, it is my dream to fulfill your dream in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does to me. Yeah. Okay. And so it took me about an hour to take, hey, heads up, blah, 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 to go to, oh my gosh, blah, 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 to where I just came down, I journaled about it, and I'm like, you know, this is no big deal. Right. And chances are, I'll probably end up doing a product or service that I wouldn't have done otherwise to cover the expense so that we don't have to go out and take another, you know, loan or something like that. I mean, here's the thing. Our personal finances could take that right now and pay for a January tuition, which he's looking to enroll in January, and not take a hit. It would reallocate funds that are already in our budget, and so it would be moving things around and changing priorities. And but it's there. Yeah, and and and, and it's so going to be it, there. It, it's, and it, it's going to be there. And here's how I know he he's mentioned going to college probably three or four times since he graduated. Yep. Now, leading up to graduation, absolutely not. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to go. I don't want to. So much so that when he was a junior in high school, he put no effort into taking his ACT whatsoever. He's like, well, I'm not going to use it. It doesn't matter. Whatever. And But since probably about six months after graduation, he's mentioned it maybe three or four times. Yeah. And the first time he said he missed learning. Yep. And the second and third time he said he doesn't want to work in a factory for the rest of his life. Uh, two the two of those things I completely support. Hold on. Oh, okay. But he did nothing with it. 
this time he said it. So he's spoken it out loud. He wants to talk about how to make it happen. And he's required, he, he has already obtained his transcripts from the high school. He's researched dates to take the ACT. And he knows that being two years out of high school, he'll probably need a refresher to take the ACT. And he's looking into a local high school that, that um, offers an ACT prep course. They guarantee that they will improve your score. And he's already looking at dates to take that. That's awesome. So where he's talked about it three times before and done nothing, this time he's mentioned it and he's taking action. Yeah. No. And and I'm and I'm supportive of that. And the cool the, the that's two, the difference between this time and the, the other. There's two things you said. He he doesn't work in want to work for a factory. You know, like he works at hmm. DHL right now. He said actually he said I don't want DHL to be my career. Yeah, I don't want DHL to be my career. That's perfectly fine. I'm shocked that he has stayed at that job this long except for the fact that it is a well-paying job Mm -hmm. but the thing is he he could go out and do a ton of other things he could launch a ton of other businesses if he wanted to ever start his own business but but so there's lots of things there that he's certainly not exhausted i i I was so supportive and i just sharing this for our audience i don't know if this came out but one of the things that i suggested when he went out to get a job i said just why don't you do this why don't you go out and get a job and make a commitment that you'll work at that job for a minimum of two months. But as soon as you get that job, go and start looking for your next job. All right? Be looking for something that you'll enjoy more and that pays more. Those are the stipulations that you continue to raise your standard. And the only thing is, is that once you find that other job and they're ready and willing to hire you, then you must give a minimum of a two-week notice at your current job. And I said, dude, as far as I'm concerned, go do that every two months until you find something you love. Or you get so burned out that you say, you know, I'm done with this and I want to go start my own business if I, if that's what you want to do. And so that that's how supportive I am of whatever he wants. And then, of course, if it's like, man, I'm t- I'm, I miss learning. Well, I totally get that. You know, let me enroll you into, um, there's this google.com slash something, which basically he's, he goes in and he's guaranteed a high paying technical job based upon this thing that Google has. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's learning. Let me sign you up for a couple of courses that are $1,500, $2,000 that'll teach you something that you might be passionate about so that you could figure out what to, you know, give you opportunities. You know, just college is not the only option. And I, and unless it's, unless you want to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and, and teaching in a public school system that requires this degree, then you need to go and put four years into a a subpar system of education. Okay. But that's okay. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And and that so he our it looks like all three of our kids will go through school and and we're going to pay for all of it and we're going to figure out a way to make it work and it will I mean the cool thing is is Matthew's already had a ton of extra responsibility I, I always said this before I, I've I've always said this I wish kids never were allowed, I wish they would never be allowed to go straight from high school graduation straight into college. I think that they should be made to wait at least one year, if not two years, before they can apply to college. Just to get out and see that there's other occupations, just to see other things, go out and get a job, travel, see the world, do something. Uh, And so what I can tell you, because Matthew did not go to college, and because he has worked these this past two years, he has grown in responsibility like nobody's business. I right. mean, I am super proud of him. And and after this, if this is what he's decided he wants to do, that's fine. I mean, it will, uh, you know, we'll we'll work it out. That's where we're at. <sighs> yep. So we're going to Nashville in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, change the topic. Do you like that? 
Nashville. Well, I mean, it was better than than saying, and you're going to, and you're going to, and you're, and I'm sitting here thinking, and you're going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I will eventually be happy about it. I will. I, you know, and, and the thing is, is I'm not upset about it. I'm not not happy. I'm just not happy. There's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I get it. I'm kind no, of indifferent I, about the whole thing. I know. So anyway, we're going to Nashville. And what I mean by that is Cliff is going to PodCamp Movement and I'm going to Nashville. <laughs> so we are going to Nashville. And um, I, so are you, I've been meaning to ask. So you do not want to go to this. Con- I know I've already asked no. you this before. You have no desire whatsoever to go in and sit on any sessions or walk the hallways with me or anything like that. No. Okay. No. So the podcast, na- PodCamp, or not, nope. it's, no, no, it's podcast movement, podcast movement in Nashville is coming up. I, I think it's August 3rd, 4th, 5th and 6th or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, podcastmovement.com. Uh, but I am not speaking this year. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm going to a big event like this where I'm not speaking, which I'm exact. I'm actually excited about, especially given that it's the podcasting niche because I already know so many people. Right. And any time for me to spend preparing my talk in the room, anytime you know, running through my slides before, making sure I show up, you know, the hour before my session starts to be prepared and and stuff like that. And then getting up on stage and delivering that talk, which I love to talk and being on stage, that's no problem. But all of those things take me away from having meaningful conversations with people that I could have meaningful conversations with in the hallways. Yes. And so that's what I'm going. I'm going to podcast movement to have meaningful conversations with as many people as possible. And my dream, my dream is that I will come away from this four day event with at least, at least a bare minimum of five new paid coaching clients within 90 days of that event. Hmm. Uh, and ideally, I would love to come away with approximately 10 or 15, which is a very real possibility using the prosperous coach method. Okay. So that that would be an incredible thing, and I think it's possible. And that's what I'm going in with my intention. I'm looking for people who are, the, you know, because I know who my exact ideal clients are and stuff like that. I already know several hundreds of people that that come to this event. Um, I know, yeah, it, it's, I'm just really looking forward to having that deep, meaningful connection with as many people as possible and to know that I don't have to spend a lot of time in, in speaking and all that other stuff. It's like, this is great. That's awesome. It was worth it for me to have to pay for a ticket to go to this event. Very good. So, um, we're staying at the, what is it called? Gay, the, the, Gay, the Gaylord mm-hmm. Opryland Hotel. Mm-hmm. We've stayed there in the past once, haven't we? I don't remember. I think I remember. I it. very specifically remember a time when we talked about being able to stay there, but then I don't remember actually ever staying there. But I know we've been in the courtyard during Christmas multiple times. Yeah. And, but I just don't know. Well, we're staying there for, I think, six nights. Is Something that right? Like that. So we're going to be there for six nights. And we are leaving early to go down to Bowling Green before that. Yes, to help Megan move. Which is, of course, why tomorrow we will be booking a room for... You can tell her it's going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) What's that? You can be the one to tell her it's going to be tomorrow. That's fine. She's getting a little anxious. Worst case scenario, we sleep in the car. It's not that big a deal. (laughs) Just kidding. We will get a hotel to book tomorrow. It, it's not okay. like Bowling Green's going to be sold out of hotels I know. on a random week weekend at the end of it's July. It's not random. It's August 1st and everybody's moving in. Everybody's moving in where? No, though it's August 1st and school starts like the 13th or like or 23rd. A lot of people will be moving back yeah, to Bowling Green. Yeah, there'll be plenty of rooms. Okay. We'll find something, I promise. Well, I I'll call up Doug Smith and see if we can sleep on his couch. 
<laughs> There's only going to be enough room for one person on his couch. Uh, so. I sh- I'm sure I know some other people in Bowling Green. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get a hotel. No, book. we'll get a hotel, and it'll work. It, I didn't say it wouldn't. I said you could tell Megan. I will tell Megan. Um, and then we'll go straight to Nashville from from Bowling Green. But um, also, we'll- she's going to book our tour. Oh, good. Um, so Megan works at Lost River Cave. And after we get her moved into her apartment before we head to Bowling Green, we are going to take a tour of the park and um, and through the cave, which I'm, I'm not a cave person. So this is like out of character for me, but I'm doing it because Megan works there and she's been fascinated by it. And I've heard stories about it because of her working there and so but she's gonna book our tour but she wants to book us with a specific tour guide so that we have the best tour possible cool yeah none of those subpar tour guides for our lost river cave tour no i love that yes she's looking out for us so we are going okay here's the situation your birthday is coming up on august 10th it is our anniversary our 25th (laughs) wedding anniversary (laughs) is the following week on the 17th but yet we're going to nashville during this first week of august yeah so what are we going to do you and i in 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 Nashville, what are we going to do? I have no idea. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, do you have any ideas or desires? Not or, yet. I haven't looked yet. Of things for I just, you and I, I to do? So here's the thing. Um, before you went to Sevierville for yeah. the 4th of July, mm-hmm. or maybe while you were gone, I started a book series. Yeah. So my brain has been in um, Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen with the Irish mob and I'm good there right now. And if it's not happening there, it's not happening in my head. Okay. So I haven't thought about Nashville other than the fact that we're going in two weeks. Gotcha. That's it. Well, I just want to encourage you to think about some ideas of things that you would like to do because... I've had a ton of people said, I heard you're coming to Podcast Movement. I said, yeah, great. You want to grab some coffee? You want to grab dinner? You want to grab lunch? And I said, no, 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 no. You don't have to give all no's. Like, you you can lunch with these people. You'll be well, l- lunch. Is, lunch, yeah. I would, lunch I would and do. And I don't mean that in a disrespect. These people, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that in a I have no clue who he's talking about kind of way. Um, You could have lunch dates i'm while you're podcast moving i'm going to do my own thing yeah i know so but but as far as what i mean mostly is evenings you know you know during the evenings i want to hang out with you i mean these but are, not all of our evenings need to be just you and i um because we, we have an extra day don't we yep so we do have an extra day so, okay, well, we'll work that all out. But I, I do want to come up with some ideas of things that we can do. I don't want to just go down there and just just hang. I mean, that's fine with me if that's what you want. But I, I, I mean, do you want to go? Sometimes I wonder if you've ever met me. <laughs> anyway, so we'll, we'll come back in a couple of weeks. Not that we won't have any content between then. Uh, we don't know because we haven't sat down and said, hey, we're going to. But we'll be able happening. to share what we did in Nashville rather than uh, I have no clue what we're doing <laughs> exactly. in Nashville. So interestingly, um, this is something that uh, our audience may or may not know, depending on if they follow me on social media. Fourth of July, we were, the, the plan was that you and I and McKenna and Leo would all go down for Fourth of July to uh, the lake house down in Tennessee, that my parents' lake house. And the thought was that maybe Megan might be able to join us, but maybe not because she has this new job that she's doing for her internship. Matthew did not ask off, so... Well, by the time he went to ask off... It was t- like everything was- through September was taken. Okay. So so M- M- Megan wasn't going to be able to come to uh, Tennessee... Matthew wasn't going to be able to come to Tennessee. 
And I had already decided like, okay, well, let's go down. You, I mean, it's not your favorite guys' favorite place to go. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy going down there. But for whatever reason, it's not your guys' favorite place. I love being in the mountains. I, you know, just I could just drive up to the National Forest and climb Clemens Dome every day and like be in heaven. That, that to me, that's just oh, goodness. So, uh, and then of course, I don't mind being on the uh, at my parents' lake house and I like you know get out on the boat and go out on the lake. That's, that's kind of a fun thing to do and sit back and relax and. Just take it easy is, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful place down there. So I love it. So the idea was that 4th of July weekend, maybe our whole family w- might get together down there. But then it turns out it was just going to be myself, you, McKenna, and the pup. And maybe Matthew might come down on Sunday and spend the evening with us. And then you guys might drive back on Monday, which sounded kind of ridiculous, but that, that was an idea that was floated. And then you said, you know, well, if you wanted to stay longer, because I had already booked out the entire week just in case we got down there and we wanted to stay uh, on my calendar. I didn't book any calls. So uh, you said, you know, if Matthew comes down, McKenna and I can ride back with Matthew. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. But I mean, if, if that's a possibility. And then McKenna's like, I don't want to go. And it's like, can I stay here? And well, if she's going to stay here, we should probably just have the pup stay here. It doesn't make sense for you and I to go down and have to stay at the house, you know, and and can't be gone for more than a couple hours because the pup's at home. Um, And then I'm like, Stephanie, do you want to go? And you said, I'm going. And that's like, that's not what I asked you. And so I ended up going to the lake house uh, by myself. You did. And here's the, here is what I love about this, okay? We do a lot together. We spend a lot of time together. Um, we do a lot of different errands and activities together. But we're perfectly content to be on our own as well. I don't need you to make me happy. You don't need me to make you happy. Did I say that right? Yep, that's correct. Those words were right in my head. They came out correct? Yeah, they came out wonderfully. Thank you. And so there was one day while you were gone, and, and you were gone for more than a week. <laughs> I was gone for 10 days. <laughs> okay, so he's gone for 10 days. And on one of those days, he calls on FaceTime and I answer. And I am getting ready to lay down in my bed and take a nap. And he is in the middle of the lake on the boat. I'm in my happy place. He's in his happy place. We're both happy. (laughs) And it isn't reliant on each other. Yeah. And um, I love that we have the ability to do that. I do as well. And I love, one of the things that I love is that we both understand the need to get away and have our own time. Uh, You're happy to have that here at home more so now than before we had Leo. Uh, Before, I think you kind of said, hey, you know, I think I'd like to go and get away. And there are still times when I think I would like to go and get away. But another, um, over over those few days, of the 4th of July um, weekend, I was glad that I stayed here. Because, uh, I mean, let's face it, the dog is my child. Right? Yep. And I would never, never intentionally leave a child for days at a time in a situation that's going to cause them high anxiety. Mm -hmm. All right. My dog does not like fireworks. That's an understatement. He didn't eat for two days. He didn't leave the yard for four days. He didn't leave the street for a week. Like it had lasting effects. (laughs) And I'm glad that I wasn't gone in that situation. And that Jane was here with him. Yeah. That would have made her anxious. Right. And, um, and, So I know that for me and for my dog and my daughter, I made the right decision. Yeah. And it wasn't, I think at one point I told you, it's not so much that I don't want to go. 
It's a th- I don't want to leave. Yes. And I think that those are two very distinct Yes, they're definitely things. different things. Like if I could teleport and just magically be there with all of the things that I need to be there and everything could be fine when I get there, that's okay. But that wasn't going to happen for me. Right. So. Well, I went and I had a really great time. Yeah, you did. I my He bro- lived it up, people. He lived it up. He went to North Carolina to go to the Biltmore. He went up into the mountains. How many times did you Twice. To- I, I only went up to the mountains <laughs> twice. Um, walked all over downtown Gatlinburg. I walked in. First of all, I walked in nearly every single shop in Cherokee, North Carolina. I walked, I walked through, I walked in the that entire, little mall in that little mall. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, a different strip, a little bit further out. Oh, uh, I, we didn't stop at the little mall that we normally start. The, okay. There's a whole different strip of shops huh. past the casino. Well, then I've never been there. You've never been there. I had never been there, but I actually have now been in every single shop that are there. Well, I'll it, do it that was, next it time. It's about a two and a half hour walk through all the shops. I'll do that next time. I've also been in the gift shop of Santa land. I've been in there. Have you? In Pigeon Forge? No, this is in uh, Cherokee. Oh, no, I've never. Or actually, I think it's just before Cherokee. Okay, but the Christmas shop's in. Oh, yeah, yeah, this isn't the Christmas shop. This is actually a, uh, it's an amusement car. It's a Christmas themed amusement park called Santa Land. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of it before, but now I've been to the gift shop because my brother wanted to stop in and get something from Santa Land for a friend of his. So anyway, (laughs) um... But yeah, so I, I, I walked through all the shops there. That was a fun experience. You know, I, I didn't buy anything. wasn't tempted to buy anything. There was nothing there that actually even slightly appealed to me. You know, I've, I've sitting here on all this slush fund money, and there's not a single thing to spend my money on. That's funny. I, matter of fact, I found one thing I wanted to spend my money on, and it was at Cracker Barrel, and it happens to be this T-shirt, which is a, is a Galaga t-shirt and my dad's like i'll buy that i'm like fine <laughs> i don't even get, to spend, I don't even my get to spend my allowance on my own shirt <laughs> so um anyway and and you know what then uh another night i walked the entire strip of gatlinburg all mm-hmm. the way from one end down one end and then up the other and i did walk in through a lot of the shops there as well and i kept i kept walking in the t-shirt shop after t-shirt shop i love wearing t-shirts and I could not find a single Gatlinburg, Tennessee t-shirt that I would enjoy. And also, I was hoping, you know, why is it, if I were to open a t-shirt shop in Gatlinburg, do you know what I would actually open? I would open a retro t-shirt shop. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I want. I want to walk into a t. I want to walk into a gift shop where I can actually buy T-shirts that's like the Dukes of Hazard and uh, you know different strokes and and uh, you know um, you know Magnum PI and and uh, you know all of the different video games. Jou- yeah, I've got Joust, but I'd buy another one. Uh, <laughs> just because. Just because. I would love to just go and buy retro T-shirts, just things from the '80s and early 90s that would be fun and 70s okay and the funny thing is is you don't have to even i'm sure mckenna will enjoy stealing them from you she does what are you doing are you taking a picture of the book you have to click on it so it's not blurry do you get it Got i it. don't know i'm doing it sideways that's funny so um the funny thing is, though, is there was nothing like that. I actually walked into, in Gatlinburg, I walked into at least 17 t-shirt shops. Didn't see a single t-shirt that was of interest to me. So on the very final day before I came home. You didn't want a spray painted t-shirt? No, I did not want airbrush t-shirts. Those things That's are so tacky looking. Do you know how many of those I had? <laughs> they are so tacky. So um, what, is that you that just texted? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, the last day before I came home, I'm like one last ditch effort. I've kind of bypassed Pigeon Forge every single time. So I'm like, I'm going to go down into Pigeon Forge just because how can I stretch out this little retreat getaway longer? And so I walked through five more t-shirt shops. I'm like, I'm convinced. Listen, I could buy $200 worth of t-shirts today. And I was ready. 
I'm like, dude, it's time to add to my wardrobe. You know, I'm, I've got two Franklin t-shirts. I wear my Joust. I wear my Atari. My, I've got my new Galaga. I, Don't I can, you have three Franklin shirts? I do have three Frank. I have two red and one Hold blue. Hold on. They're the exact same shirt. <laughs> two red and one blue. I may buy another one when we get into Franklin this year. Who says we're going to Franklin? Oh, come on. You th- do you seriously think you and I are going to go to Nashville for an entire week and not hit Franklin? I don't know. Okay. Well, if we go to Franklin, I might buy myself a new t-shirt of the same model that I already have. Why? Because I like it. Mm. Okay. Matter of fact, if if we could go to that shop in the mall, if they had another WKRP in Cincinnati shirt, I would buy another one. Is that where we got that? Yeah, it was in the mall, that that sports Mm -hmm. shop thing place. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I know the thing is, we just need to go to Walmart. I, I just need to break down and go to Walmart. Walmart has tons of retro t-shirts. Yes, they do. So, anyway. I went to Walmart last week, and um, Kroger was out of something that I needed. And I told McKenna and Matthew, I'm headed to, I'm headed to Walmart. And Matthew's like, what are you going to Walmart for? It's like, there was so much disgust in his voice. And I was like, because it's the only place I can go and get groceries and craft supplies at the same time. <laughs> so I don't have to go to two different places. Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, do, 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 yeah. do. oh, I read and I listened to an entire 14 hour audiobook during my Tennessee trip. Mm-hmm. Spread, of course, uh, across the days. Uh, but I listened to 14 hours of Ready Player Two, which is incredibly awesome. If you guys have ever heard of the book Ready Player One or saw the movie, it was very good. Uh, and this is one of those rare occasions where the sequel is every bit as good, if not even better, than the original. And if wow. you've never heard of any of this stuff, but you're into like retro pop culture from the 80s, like Dungeons and Dragons and video arcade games and stuff like that. And if you're a fan of Will Wheaton from Star Trek Next Generation, Will Wheaton does the audiobook narration of both Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. And it is done incredibly well. So that's my recommendation for an audiobook if you're looking for a good fiction story. Yes. Yeah. That's not my jam. No, it's not your jam. But I'll tell you what, um, I bought a book from Sadhguru. Actually, it's my second book from Sadhguru. I bought Inner Engineering uh, probably about a year ago. I have not finished reading it yet. Everything that I've read in it is really good, and I want to finish that book, and I will. Uh, But uh, he was interviewed, Sadhguru, by the way, is an Indian mystic guru guy. And... He was interviewed on the Tony Robbins podcast, and I listened to it, that interview, twice. It was so good. And I'd already been listening to Sadhguru for quite some time. I follow him on TikTok, and I have seen a bunch of his YouTube video stuff, and I really like I really like Sadhguru, uh, a, a lot of things that I've uh, picked up from him. Uh, but this book, the first couple chapter, or the first couple paragraphs of the first chapter in this book, and the introduction of this book called Karma, is really awesome. It is the best explanation of karma that I've ever heard, and it's one that is the least likely to quote unquote trip up people who have any um, uh, mental blocks of saying, I don't want to hear anything about things that are not Christian related, you know? And it's like, well, just listen to this and tell me if you hear any language whatsoever other than the word karma that doesn't seem to actually resonate as true with you and also is in perfect alignment with anything that Jesus taught. And it was like, man, this is good. So, and so now I'm, I think I'm on chapter four or five of the book Karma now. And I will tell you that that the book Karma would definitely not sit well with the average Christian um, because there are a couple of Hindu uh, philosophical beliefs that that is does not fit in with Orthodox Christian and Christian doctrine beliefs and stuff like that. So, but uh, I am finding it is fascinating. I love it. it I, it's like, man, loving it. Good. And I've determined I'm full-blown. I'm recommitting. 
I am I I I am back to my e-reader. This is this is the best way to read a book for me is on an actual e-reading device. When I was on the lake, I told because I took my iPad, I had my iPad Pro, and I have my Kindle app on there, and I have so many books on Kindle. And I went out. I'm in the middle of the lake. And my iP it's like 90, 97 degrees out. The sun is shining. I can't see the screen and it, unless the, the brightness is turned all the way up. And because the brightness is turned all the way up and it's so hot, the, the iPad is now hot and overheating. And to keep it from actually overheating, it turned, it actually went into this mode where the screen went like super, super dim. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I literally came out here on the lake and I'm like, I'm going to sit back and read like for two or three hours on the lake. Yeah, I got about seven minutes in and I'm like, man, okay. I really wish I would have brought my Kindle with me down here. What? Mm-mm, nothing. So, so he's recommitted. He's getting a new Kindle. I, I am. I'm because the thing is, I came home, and as soon as I came home, I went. Str- I'm like, dude, I'm pulling my Kindle out. I, I want to make use of this thing. And I, and of course, it was dead. You know, it, I, I have a Kindle Voyage. Was my last Kindle purchase. He's in the chair over there. I had a Kindle Voyage, which was my last purchase of a Kindle. Love it. It's a great device. The only thing is it's like five years old or something like that. And I opened it up and battery's dead. And I'm like, gosh, I just used it like two months ago. And that thing should still be good uh, because I haven't read a lot since then. But the battery is completely dead. So I charged it to 100%. I read for two hours yesterday. And then it dropped to 78%. And uh, then I read some more this morning and it, and it's like, it's like 62%. And I'm like, this is, this isn't going to last me. So I got a new iPad. Yep. When they released last year. The iPad Air. October. Yep. Right. It might've gotten here in in November. Right. Are you looking at your stats? Mm -hmm. This is crazy. This. So keep in mind, I've only had this iPad, I've only been reading off of this one for for six months. Six months. Right? Um, but it's my Kindle app is the same account. I just moved everything over. I've read for the last 155 weeks in a row, 423 days. Mm-hmm. I read every morning and every night and most afternoons. <laughs> yeah. That I love that. That I think that's great that you enjoy reading so much and, and there's another there's another app that I read on that's not Kindle. Um so I can't count those days, but I open this Kindle and I I read on um I read on this Kindle app every day so that I don't lose my 400 and That's funny. Days. I'm going to read for five minutes. No, I, you, I don't think you ever have sat down and read, read for only five minutes. If a chapter is only five minutes long, I will. Okay. Well, for me, um, you know, I, I, that, so I went to the, the Biltmore Estate again, and I love going there. I, I have no problem at all that I went by myself because I just, because nobody else in our family would have done what I did. So I, I took a, the tour of mm-hmm. the Biltmore Estate and I, I actually went through the library three times. Yeah? Yes. It's like, so you know how you, you go through and, it's, and mm-hmm. slowly walk your way through. And so as soon as I go out, instead of going down the tapestry hall, I just got back in you line. Got back in line yeah, for the library. Like, yeah, I went through the library three times. Awesome. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there was a guy, a tour guide, uh, working in there in the in the library. So he was answering mm-hmm. people's questions. Yeah, there's always somebody posted in there. Is there? Yep. Okay. So, you know, and he was giving out facts and details to people and stuff like that. Uh, but here's the picture of him right here. Mm-hmm. And describe, what do you see here? Just like, how would you describe this picture of what's going on? You don't have to know specifically, just what do you see? I mean, he's just showing, he's talking to people. He has a, is that... Are those his notes? Is that like a book of facts that he's sharing? So this but is like, so what he's got. He's, what he's holding there is a journal that's opened up, 
and he's showing them. This is literally George Vanderbilt's journal. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. Now, it, this is one of them. So, you know how I have my empty mm-hmm. journals that I, I write in? Well, he had journals specifically for the purpose of only one thing. I, I'm sure he probably journaled and, and has written journals. But these journal books, these lined journals, are for nothing more than keeping a record of every book he's ever read in his life. Hmm. And so, he had these, and they're actually, it's not a... Excuse me, it's not a lined journal. It's just a blank page journal. Okay. So he turned to the last page in the the last journal. This is this is what he had actually written. Um he had read 3,159 books in his lifetime. Wow. And yeah, and this right here, this is he says this right here shows you the last uh, one, two, three, four, five. Those are the last five books he read before he died. That wow. and so that's what yeah. he was showing, and it's like, oh, can I take a picture of that? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, that is so cool. It's like, man, you know, I'd almost pay money to have a scanned image. Of all of his three reading list, uh, uh, yeah, of his reading list. I would love to see the list of the three thousand one hundred and fifty nine books that he read, because imagine this: this guy was one of the you know one of the wealthiest people, uh, built this incredible estate, um, amazing amount of success, and I'm just wondering, you know, how much of that was as a result of what he learned from all of these books? So, I think the dog has to go out. That's fine. Anyway, so it, it basically, I've already had a passion and a desire for reading, and I have found myself, you know, getting on TikTok a lot, you know, and, and stuff like that, and I and I don't regret that. I, I love some of the things that I come across on TikTok, but when I think about it, you know what? Instead of waking up in the morning and get in and just spending 15 20 35 minutes sometimes a little bit longer on TikTok and instead of going to bed at night and and spending an hour flipping through TikTok before I go to sleep I am going to replace that by reading and specifically reading on my Kindle ebook because I would prefer to do that rather than than on the iPad it's 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 lighter it's it's a it's it's got better lighting for keeping for not keeping me up at night and all that other stuff. So gotcha. anyway, so that's that's another thing. I, I'm I'm I have recommitted to using my ebook reader for that purpose. I still have a ton of physical books. I will still use them from time to time, uh, and I still have my iPad. I still have my iPhone. If I ever go somewhere and I forget and I don't have my Kindle with me or whatever, I can pull it out and pick up on the on the Kindle app on my whatever device I have with me. That's fine. Uh, but I'm super excited about reading every morning and every night using my Kindle. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yep. So anything else, Stephanie? No. Awesome. Well, then- I mean, what? I don't think so. Like, no. Then I'll just start that music and- We'll say, hey, pup, do you want to go out for a walk? Huh? Say, I've been trying to tell you that <laughs> for about the last 15 that. to 20 minutes. <laughs> what about me hopping six feet up onto the door over and over again? Did you not get the clue? Huh? <laughs> Hello? McFly? He was good, though. He was very good. He was good. So Megan calls and she's like, oh, I miss the dog. Can I see the dog? Send me a picture of my dog. I miss my dog. Can you show me the dog? I miss the dog. And now she's home. She's been here for five days. And she's like, you're going downstairs to record. Will you take him with you? (laughs) What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm just going to sit here in the living room. (laughs) Whatever. Fun stuff. Fun times. Stephanie, I love you. I love you too. I want to thank you for the blessing of the 10 days that I had in the Smoky Mountains. It was incredibly awesome. I thank you for supporting my going out there, for encouraging it, and for being okay with it and all of that other stuff. I am I, I am so inspired by all of the stuff that I'm inspired to do now because you know, it, it was good to 
unplug. If I would have come mm-hmm. home after my parents went home, I would have went, went straight right back, back to work and I would not have had that. That's what I told you when you asked, should I come home or should I stay? I can't make up my mind. I don't know what to do. Like if you come here, you, you are very good at home. You are very good at self-care, but you do not unplug. And yep. there is a distinct difference between the two. Yeah. Self-care. I'll, I'll go out and I'll sit at the park. I'll go and take some time to meditate. I'll go and I'll work out. I'll self-care, but I'm not unplugged is exactly it. And, and in Tennessee, I was completely unplugged. All right. Until next time, we encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset.